welcome back to Hot Girls Read with Stina. Welcome back to Hot Girls Read with Stina. This is part two of the audio reading of Healing the Feminine Energy and the Wounds of Your Inner Child, written by Remus. Again, this book is only 80 pages, and I highly recommend purchasing the book and highlighting some of the key elements that resonated most with you. Or you can just take notes as you listen. I hope you all enjoy the episode. Letting go of masculinity. It is one thing to view femininity as a good thing, but it is another challenge when it comes to actually letting go of being masculine. To do this, you must drop all beliefs that you have about masculinity being a state that is better than femininity. Each state has certain perks, and it is necessary to draw on each energy according to what it is that you are doing. However, you should not have a perception of being like men as being better. A woman might think she does not think being masculine is better, but when you observe her actions, words, and the way she thinks, it will tell a different story. For example, a woman who says she doesn't need a man because women can do anything a man can do, has now forced herself to pick up the role of being a man. Since the role of the man is indeed necessary, she will now need to embody herself to fill the role. Proof of this is the fact that women who say they do not need men are the ones most likely to talk, walk, dress, and think like men. Just look at the most radical feminists out there. Though they prove that they will indeed do what men can do, at what cost does it come? It costs them their femininity. Is that a trade you're willing to make? When they attach themselves to masculinity, they consequently drop their femininity, as you cannot be dominantly in both energies at the same time. However, A better perspective would be this. Instead of trying to prove that you can do what a man can do, why not do what a man cannot do? A man can never be feminine like a woman, and a woman can never be masculine like a man can be. The design of a woman's body is perfectly suited for the expression of feminine energy and vice versa. The only reason why some of us seek to be in the opposite energy is that it's what society has pushed onto us. When people these days say, a woman is strong and independent, it is a narrative. If you go back to the origin of where this phrase came from, it came from society pushing it. A woman saying this did not come up with this herself. That idea has been promoted to her. And as we have already said, this society is determined to keep you out of your natural state. It's not that a woman cannot have strength, but it's that when this is said, they are not talking about the strength of the feminine. When they say it, it's coming from a desire to compete with the strength of a man 
and an admiration for masculine strength. Though we do live in a time where people cry out for women empowerment, very few of the people that say this believe in feminine empowerment. However, by embracing her feminine energy, a woman can be strong in her own right. So, when you say that you want to be strong, it should be out of admiration for femininity and the power that comes with being womanly, not manly. The internal. Expressing emotions. When embodying femininity, one of the most important milestones of this journey is to connect authentically with your emotions. If you've had experiences that have caused you to feel shame or guilt surrounding your emotional expression, you must make a promise to release it. Identify those experiences that caused you to feel that way. For different people, it will be different experiences. It could have been that when you were a kid, you may have had a parent tell you that you're being immature for being angry or frustrated. Or perhaps there was a time in class when you hurt your arm and the teacher told you that you're a big girl and big girls don't cry. Maybe you suffered a harsh breakup and your friend said, don't be sad, just get someone new. Even further, you might actually be the one telling yourself that you are weak for feeling certain things or that you should feel uncomfortable for being emotional. Do you feel guilt when experiencing certain emotions? Some women feel guilty when feeling happy. Others may feel shame when intense sadness comes up. Whatever it is that causes you to suppress your emotions, identify it. Understand that it is necessary to express your emotions. Us humans are an emotional bunch. And women, particularly, are more emotionally expressive than men. Emotional management is not something we are taught today, which is surprising considering that it is such a significant part of our experience here on earth. Due to the shame surrounding emotions, being true to your expression may require great vulnerability. It's important to know that being vulnerable requires strength since many people are unable to freely express it. If it was weak, wouldn't it make sense that it's easy to do it? Yet few people can do it. Whether you're a man or a woman, it is a strength to be able to be vulnerable. For a woman though, this is more significant since women are more emotionally sensitive than men. Many women have been discouraged from accepting this, seeing it as a bad thing. So they reject this fact. But doing so only robs them of the truth, and thus the ability to find comfort in their femininity. The traits of the feminine energy include sensitivity, flow, and volatility. This is reflected by the emotions of women that clearly show a capacity for intensity and constant change. However, this is only a bad thing if you see it to be a bad thing. Instead of reacting by saying, well, men are emotional too, 
which would be coming from a place of competitiveness. Why not be proud of the fact that women are more emotional than men? Emotions are a beautiful tool that allows us to have a meaningful life. Could you imagine a life without emotions? How boring would that be? Emotions give vibrancy to life. It's the reason why life itself is interesting and intriguing. It's much the reason why your best memories are your best memories. It is the emotions you felt in those past experiences that gave significance to those memories. So, you should be proud that nature gifted you with the capacity to have a stronger connection to your emotions. You can proudly say, yes, and I love that we are. Do you see how reframing your perspective totally changes the narrative? I'm not going to deny that it is possible that someone might say, women are are emotional, as a way to speak about women in a distasteful way. However, you should not let their negative mindset cause you to look at womanhood in a negative way. When someone tries to make you view the natural state of a woman in a bad way, do not deny the traits of femininity. Embrace it and be proud. Look at them as the weird ones for even attempting to attack women in this way. Accept it, feel it. Perhaps you are not the type to feel shame for your emotions. However, you may be the type who struggles to embrace your emotions when going through periods of growth, self-reflection, or exploring past pains. Oftentimes, we do not like the feelings of discomfort that come when we are trying to move into a new stage of thinking or being. A good example could be when you are trying to move on from past trauma. In order to positively process our past, you must face the fact that the emotions linked to that trauma are going to come up. When you know that this is about to happen, you might shift your perspective or even lie to yourself about the situation to make yourself feel better. Even worse, you might try to not even feel at all. The problem with suppressing your emotions is that it simply just causes a buildup within. You can never get rid of the emotions that are within you. It is guaranteed that those emotions will come out at some point, but it will reveal itself in an unhealthy way. When we suppress our feelings, we express them very intensely once we let it out. Working on accepting your emotions helps you to balance them. This stops you from allowing emotions to control you with outbursts, breakdowns, and having the discipline to walk away from triggering situations become easier as you are in tune with your feelings. And you won't have to engage in certain addictions by trying to make yourself numb to the pain. An example of suppressing your emotions could be when you are feeling frustrated with your partner and you do not voice it. The problem doesn't go. It just festers. And when you release it, it will come up so intensely that you may struggle to control it, which inevitably makes the situation worse. Emotions are there to be felt. 
It's what connects you to the internal. Accepting your emotions is a part of self-acceptance. It is a part of being authentic. To deny your emotions is to deny a part of yourself. How you feel is how you feel. For example, if a certain activity makes you uncomfortable or unhappy, but you deny it, you are lying to yourself and the world about who you are and what it is that you're about. Emotions are there to help tap you into your authentic self. Exercise. Number one, when you experience intense emotions, acknowledge it. Simply say what I feel and then say why? Because? So for example, I feel unhappy because the boss at work is not highlighting the work I'm putting in. Number two, daily check-ins. Whether positive or negative, reflect on the significant emotions you felt that day. Number three, authentically express without being rude. Do not hide or lie about how you feel to appease others. Positive vibes. Having a positive vibe is extremely important for femininity. Harboring a continuous flow of positive emotions creates an internal environment, one in which your inner child feels safe. Make a conscious decision to let go of focusing on negativity. Many of us have attachments to our negative emotions. We are short-tempered, quick to cuss, quick to get frustrated, and quick to judge others. All this does to us more than good. It keeps us in a fight mode, constantly keeping us in our masculine energy. The feminine state is about letting all of this go. Don't focus on negativity any more than you need to. Practice being calm-mannered. Prioritize being peaceful and positive. You may feel that you are not naturally like this, so it could take time for this to be your natural go-to state. It's worth it. Exercise. Speak to yourself like a little kid when you feel a spurt of aggression or frustration. For example, when you get road rage, in the exact same way that you would speak to a five-year-old, say, it's okay, it's not that bad, just be a little patient and the situation will be fine. Presence. Another important part of being a feminine woman is living in the present moment. Femininity is about being. It is masculinity that is about doing. And the feminine state is about tapping into the internal, whilst the masculine state is heavily fixated on the external. When you are present, you are tapped into the experience of your body rather than living in your head. You are feeling the world through your physical senses. In the present moment, there are no problems. It is in your mind where all your problem lies. Most problems you have are based on what could happen in the future or what has already happened in the past. In your head, you think about these potential issues and fears. You might stress about what could happen if you are late picking the kids up from school or how you will perform at next week's crucial board meeting. Whatever it is, you must ask yourself, is it a problem right now? 
Is it a problem that could happen or might happen? And even if a problem does happen, is it really that big of a deal? And you must also ask, does stressing about the situation make it better? Most of the time, the answer is no. Of course, do not discount potential problems arising. It would be silly to do that. But the point is that you can have the exact same experience with less stress endured. Let go of what could happen or what has happened. Often, you do not have as much control over the situation as you think. Where you do have control, take control. But where you don't, just let go. When you are in the present moment, you are in the now. And there are usually no problems in the now. You are free from stress and your attention is given to your senses instead. I'll give you an example. When you go on a vacation, you no longer feel stressed about bills, work, or personal problems. You feel like you're in a totally new world. And in many ways, you are. You are no longer in the world that is your head. You are in your body. When you are seeing new sights, hearing new things, and you're fully invested in your trip, you are placing yourself in your senses. Your personal problems may still exist, but it doesn't feel that way because your attention is redirected into your body. But this experience doesn't have to be limited to vacations. You can bring this into your daily living. One of the ways to do this is by cutting out distractions and putting your focus on the present activity or task you are carrying out. One of the reasons that meditating is such a relaxing experience is because you are doing one thing and one thing only. You are focusing on your breathing, placing all awareness on that singular task. You are getting the full experience of that one activity. You can carry the same philosophy into your daily life. When you go on a date, be in the experience. Put the phone down. Look the person in the eyes and really receive the experience that you are having with the person. Enjoy the sensations that come with the situation and let go of worrying about what you should have done at work earlier or who you must reply to after. When you spend time with your family, Truly take in the experience and be in that moment. The same thing applies to everything else. Do not spread your attention and energy. Yes, this will certainly require practice. We are constantly blasted with mental distractions in the modern age. Through social media, advertisements, and the general duties of everyday life, our minds are being so overloaded with new information to process. We are given more distractions than at any other time in human history. It's bound to influence us. However, by embracing presence, we can counteract this. Exercise. Number one, spot meditations. When you are sitting down, perhaps in a waiting room, or walking to work, practice many spot meditations. Focus on one physical thing and look at it. Focus on the details of it and put your attention towards it, cutting out everything else. 
Number two, stop and take a second. When you're in go mode and you can feel yourself becoming frantic, stop and take three deep breaths. Ground yourself and think, what is the next step? And then do the next thing, but this time, take your time. Gratitude. Since embracing the internal and expressing positive emotions are important for femininity, one of the best things for feminine development is to work on your gratitude. The traits of the feminine energy are receptiveness and openness. Consider the sexual design of the female body. The vagina is an open receiver. This is quite clear to see from the physical perspective. However, this same aspect can be translated into other areas of life. Having an open heart and mind allows you to fully receive the experiences that life has to offer. Gratitude is the state of practicing receptiveness in a way that is mentally enjoyable. You begin to look on the bright side of life, and you create an internal world of positivity, which helps your feminine energy to flow. Every experience serves as a giver of peace, positivity, and pleasure. You just need to be open to it. It's important to intentionally embrace pleasure and enjoy what you are doing. It isn't enough to just say you want to enjoy life. You must get into the habit of pinpointing the small things that you enjoy. Perhaps you enjoy the scenery on your way to to walk, but when is the last time you really appreciated it on the way to work? Did you look at the trees and listen to the birds, or were you too focused on the thoughts running around in your mind? You deserve to experience a pleasurable life, and you can do so by taking in all these small things. Receiving. There are many women who have trouble receiving. It seems simple, but sometimes there can be mental obstacles that prevent this one, and the major roadblocks to receiving is a lack of self-worth. Or a better way of putting it would be a lack of being able to recognize your self-worth because you definitely have value even if you can't see it yet. You just need to believe it. The value of the feminine is inherent, and this is why women tend to attract favors gifts, and assistance from the external world, more so than men. When you feel inherently valuable, you see it as natural to receive value back from the world. It simply feels like an equal exchange. If you find yourself struggling to receive, then take some time out to remind yourself that you are worth the value which is being given. Positive affirmations go a long way. When the world offers you value, take it and be thankful. Do not question it. To question it would be to question yourself. This means that when someone offers you a compliment, do not downplay it. Don't say, oh, I'm not looking that good today. When someone at the office tells you that you look amazing, simply say thank you. And when you say thank you, Do not robotically say it simply out of habit. Truly feel thankful as this is the beneficial part of practicing gratitude. When a man offers to help you, accept it. If the situation is safe and reasonable, of course. 
Perhaps you are trying to carry a furniture delivery up to your apartment. If your partner or friend offers to help, kindly accept the offer. This is one of the perks of being a woman. People are willing, available to assist you. But then comes the next step, and this is where many will struggle. Rather than just accepting help, be okay with asking for help when you know you need it. One of the reasons people, both men and women, struggle to ask for help is because they feel inferior when they acknowledge that they may not be enough to complete a task by themselves. Asking for help does not decrease your worth. It just means you understand the power of teamwork. It also shows that you accept that you are stronger in some areas more than in others. To ask for help without triggering that feeling of inferiority means you have to drop your ego. This is a good thing since such an ego is doing more to hurt than help. Why make things harder than it needs to be, especially when they can be easy? It doesn't mean offloading your responsibilities onto others, but it does mean that you have the chance to lighten the load on yourself, and this extends to so many areas, including accepting leadership in a relationship so that you can allow him to take on more responsibilities. Allowing men to take control of the date so that you can let go and relax. Gaining new knowledge from someone who knows more about a subject. Getting assistance at work so that you are not stressed as stressed. And much more. Celebrate yourself. Another aspect of being grateful is celebrating your accomplishments. This means that you celebrate what you've been through, who you are, and even just making it this far. Whether you know it or not, you've been through a lot just to make it to this point in your life. You should feel proud. You should be appreciative of all the good you've done and all the results you've achieved. You may have been through an abusive relationship with a narcissist, or been abandoned as a kid, or you've suffered from being shamed for who you are, but you are still here surviving. Be proud. And if you are thriving, having made great achievements, then make sure to stop and truly sit in that moment to celebrate your wins. This is nothing to be made light of. When people highlight your wins, do not downplay them. It doesn't mean you should be arrogant or act as if you are better than everyone else, but it certainly means you should not resist being acknowledged for the success you've had. When someone says, it's so amazing that you started a yoga class that now has over a hundred monthly students, don't say, oh, it's nothing. Say, I appreciate that. It was hard work. Acknowledge your wins. Self-care. Take time for yourself. One of the most important aspects of femininity is taking the time out to indulge in self-care, which means to take care of the internal. The hustle and bustle nature of today's Western society typically dampens feminine energy. This culture is heavily focused on independence, ruthless climbing of the corporate ladder, and always being in go mode. Yes, it is respectable for anyone to be able to make things happen. However, 
The feminine state is not just about doing. If you only just do, you are very likely to drain yourself. View taking time out for yourself as just as important as working is. Because it is. Being in go mode all the time can induce huge amounts of pressure. And with pressure comes stress. Relaxation is key for letting this all go away. Adding balance back into your world. Carve out periods where you can do nothing and just be. Or you can do things that bring pure enjoyment. Don't get caught up always having to do something or needing to do something to feel productive. Find a time to be still and present. This is the productive for your spirit. Perhaps just laying down and listening to relaxing music or watching a movie. You can even find time to take walks. Take slow, soothing breaths and enjoy the environment. Slowing things down like this helps you to draw the joy out of life. Dedicate time towards letting go of all control, perfectionism, and worries. Self-care is more than just forcing yourself to take a break. It's a practice of self-love. You must believe that it's worth it. You are not just spending your time when you put it towards self-care. You are investing it. And the great thing is that this particular investment yields a healthy return. See it as an investment in the satisfaction of your daily life experience. When you take time to yourself, you recharge yourself in a way that allows you to exert more energy afterwards anyway. Love your body. As the saying goes, your body is your temple. If this statement is true, then it means your body should be treated with the gentleness, reverence, and respect that any temple is. When you mistreat it, you mistreat yourself in mind and spirit. The same applies when you allow it to be mistreated by others. Take a moment to be honest with yourself and ask, Are you treating your body with the love it deserves, both externally and internally? Are you appreciating your body? Are you looking at it with love and admiration, proud of what God gave you? Or are you looking at the bodies of others wishing yours was like theirs? Your body is your personal expression of your beauty. Regardless of where you are, at on your physical health journey, decide right now that your body deserves your love. It doesn't need it from anyone else but you. This doesn't mean you shouldn't improve it. It simply means you should let go of the shame surrounding it. Once you do this, seek to show it even more love by working out, eating healthy, and applying appropriate skincare. These are all acts of self-love, with the added bonus of nurturing your beauty. Your love of your body will grow the more work you invest into it. It's easier to feel like a beautiful feminine woman when your body is being looked after. It's important to heal the disconnection between you and your body, seeing it as a teammate helping you to have the best experience in this physical reality. Once you see your body as important, You will not allow people to misuse, abuse, or mistreat it. 
You will not allow those that are not worthy enough to have access to it. Exercise. Another way to show appreciation to your body is by doing a gratitude meditation. But in this meditation, you are going to go through different parts of your body and literally thanking them for serving you. Thank your organs individually. Thank your legs for allowing you to walk. Thank your fingers for making life easy. Thank your eyes for giving you sight. Thank each body part. Be selective. Let's dive deeper into the saying, your body is your temple. By saying that your body is the temple, you are saying that it houses your spiritual body. It is the home of your energy. Self-care is not just about taking care of your physical body, but also your spiritual body too. The assets of this temple include your time, attention, and your energy. The key to taking care of these assets is being selective with it. Anything of high value is not easily accessible. The rarer something is, the more expensive it is, like a pure polished diamond. The more expensive something is, the fewer amount of people can have it. That's how you should see your attention, time, and energy. Put a high price on your worth and then justify that price. Be selective about who and what you allow to have access to you. This includes people, partners, and even the products, content you consume. The trick is to give out energy to things and people who return positive value back to you. Being selective with these assets empowers your nurturing side. If you keep giving out energy without returning, without a return on investment, you will drain yourself. And consequently, there is less for you to give back to the world. You also have to put an end to people pleasing. Ask yourself, do you prioritize other people's fulfillment over yours? Is it uncomfortable for you to set healthy boundaries? Do you value other people's thoughts over your own? Are you constantly going hard for others and not yourself? These are all important questions to ask. However, people who are naturally very giving should never feel bad about being this type of person. Instead, you should be very selective with who gets the side of you. Remove yourself from toxic situations. Keep toxic people out of your life. And refrain from being in toxic environments that threaten the flow of your feminine energy. Stop being with partners who do not care about your satisfaction. Many times, a girl might focus heavily on what a guy can do for her on a superficial level. Or on if he's able to stimulate her emotionally or sexually. She might totally ignore how this person treats her on a deeper level, or even if he actually cares about her. If you stay in situations where the person is showing an outright lack of care, it will reaffirm to your mind that you are not someone worth caring about. So kill this weed before it even has a chance to grow. The only plant you want growing in your environment is the beautiful flowers of positive affirmations. Prioritize friends, family, and partners that contribute to you being 
the confident, healthy, feminine, and fulfilled woman you want to become. This goal comes before anything. If they are an obstacle to you becoming the woman you dream about, they do not deserve to stay in your world. Exercise. Get rid of old belongings to signify change. One ritualistic action you can take to help you start this journey is to reshuffle your home and get rid of things that do not serve you. This could mean changing your home's interior design, throwing out old clothes and buying new ones. Letting go of these things will make space for the new character that's about to become. Conclusion. Softening the shell. We live in a world where the state of everything is currently unbalanced. For years, you've been taught the opposite of what you needed to learn. Most of us have been forced to be hard to survive. The most beautiful thing about beginning your femininity journey is the pain it will alleviate, the peace it will bring, and the pleasure you will feel. Healing your feminine energy brings a sense of inner freedom. You can let go of many things. For you, that may be letting go of control. For others, it could be letting go of fears. For many, it will be letting go of the mask you have put on. And you can finally be your true, authentic self. This is a journey. This is not a journey that will take one day. It will take many days. But that is the beautiful thing. As you embark on this journey, the pleasures and powers of the feminine will continuously reveal themselves. You will start attracting what you want. Men will begin to treat you differently and the quality of men you attract will change. Even more, the men you become attracted to will change. Your friends might change or even the job you do might have to change. You will begin to have realizations about why certain things took place in your past and you'll gain a sense of control over how to shape your reality to be how it was meant to be. God did not design women to be inherently unsatisfied in their natural state. It is quite the opposite. If you follow the confusion of modern Western culture, then you're likely to be dissatisfied. Embedded in nature's way is the code to fulfillment. And as you grow, you will become impressed with what's in store for a healed feminine woman. Remember, a woman's greatest strength is her womanhood. Her greatest power is her femininity, and is that it is that that which she should take the most pride in. You've got this. Exercise. Identify improvements. You've went through your best traits, but what are some qualities that you can improve on? Accountability is not your enemy. It's one of your best friends. You may love yourself as you are, and that's great, but think about how much more you would love yourself once you improve. Be honest with yourself and accept the things you need to work on. Write it down and check in every month to track your progress. Ending page. This information is only a small step into the journey of feminine development, so you can flourish in your feminine. These are designed to be easy-to-digest books that cover only a few topics. There is much more to femininity that was not covered in this book such as connecting to nature, setting boundaries, or how to to relate to a masculine man. But this is a gradual journey and not a quick race. 
So I intentionally left more to be discovered in the future volumes of this femininity series. I hope to see you in the next volume, but until then, I'll say this. Take great pride in your womanhood. Never accept the notion that femininity is something to shy away from. These are lies that prevent you from living in alignment and fulfillment. As I've shown you, the expression of feminine energy is amazing. Like Remus said, this was the first book of a series. So this was volume one. Volume two is called Nurturing Your Feminine Energy and the Rise of Divine Femininity. Both books can be found on Amazon. And again, the author's name is Remus, R-E-E-M-U-S. I do want to talk about, read and talk about the next book, his next book on Hot Girls Read. However, I already have the next book lined up. Next week is Mother's Day weekend, and I'm going to take the weekend to be present and spend time with my family and spend time with my mother. The next book that we're getting into is called Psycho Cybernetics. Tap into the power of your subconscious mind to improve your self image, learn to use your positive past. Set and achieve worthwhile goals. Develop compassion, self-respect, and forgiveness. Cultivate the power of rational thinking. And discover the key to a happier, more successful life. This book is written by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. This is a highly recommended book all over TikTok. And I've heard other um, YouTubers and podcasters um, recommend this book. So I'm super excited to get into it. I will see you all next time on Hot Girls Read with Stina.